country man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold grind Is up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods, you see A woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun, a rifle and a four-wheel drive And a country boy can survive Country folks can survive I can plow a field all day long I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn Make our own whiskey and our own smoke too Ain't too many things these old boys can't do Yes, indeed, we can. This is your country folk up in northern North Dakota, James Kelso with the Trump Phenomenon radio show. Here on Yes, We Made It, February 1st, 2024. Boy, are we getting close to the crunch. And this uh, this show is live. You can call in at 512-248-8252 uh, any old time you like. I'll get my message board up here so that I can see you should you appear. Well, let's see what uh, what's cooking here on uh, Thursday night. Just uh, checking our body parts and uh, feeling ourselves. It, it feels that we're all in one piece. We made it through another day. Our leader is still in the saddle. I can see him up there on top of uh, Trigger. <laughs> Think of famous horses in history. There was Trigger, uh, who are some of the other famous horses. Uh, but our commander is still there, uh, still in the saddle. And... Uh, we're still still heading in the right direction. The uh, let me go over here and see what uh, he's signaling us here from his from uh, uh, from the front there, and he's got a post up here, his most recent post uh, five hours ago, and uh, in this one he does a compendium of what we mentioned last night. Uh, this is a this is a graphic that shows all of the swing states, rather than going through them one by one, and there are six of them that he lists. Showing that he is in a commanding lead. Let me look at all of them here. Yes, uh, the narrowest lead uh, is a full three percentage points. The widest lead is 10. Those are huge leads. And these are the swing states. These are not states in which we are. These are not red states. These are swing states. So you could say, well, what is the uh, terminology they use for the purple states? They're not red. They're not blue. These could go either way. Uh and uh, the poll, here they are. I'll, I'll read them off. This is to start you out with a, a good feeling here on February 1st. In North, uh, North Carolina, the, the six states are North Carolina, Nevada, Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Pennsylvania. You win those six states and you, you're the president. It's as simple as that. And <clears throat> you win. Uh, and I'm a little... Uh, I'm, not completely conversant with how many of those states you would the Donald Trump would have to win to be elected, uh, but it's not all six. In any event, these six seal the deal, and here are the numbers. 
I'll just read uh, the Trump number first and then the Biden number second. Uh, North Carolina, 49 to 39. Nevada, 48 to 40. Georgia, 49 to 41. Wisconsin, 49 to 44. Arizona, 47 to 44. And Pennsylvania, 48 to 45. So those are big leads in every one of those states. So that's good news. Very nice. And the, uh, the source on that is Morning Consult. It's not a right-wing thing, I don't think. Uh, and that was uh, as of uh, January 22nd. So that's very current. Good news there. Oh, okay, now let's follow that with some bad news. I was watching Charlie Kirk today in his two-hour show on uh, Real America's Voice, and what a show it is. Uh, Remember, he's in my pantheon of the gods of the right. Uh, Get my note paper out here. I'll have to come up with a, a jingle or something to summarize these people. Let me, let me write them all down here for you. Who are Kelso's gods of the right? Well, there's Kirk. There's Bannon. Of course, there's Trump. Uh, I, uh, those are the big three. And Kirk today... He had a depressing piece on Rana Romney McDaniel, now commonly referred to as Rana McRomney. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not funny. We should be crying. I should be crying. Because Ron... It, and Charlie Kirk speculated on this. He said, uh, is Rana McRomney, is she, is she a Romney plant? Is it actually, I mean, the numbers are so bad. What she has done as the head of the Republican National Committee that... Uh, He's wondering, is, is she a plant? Is her purpose to make sure to do as much as possible, as much damage as possible to Donald Trump? And she is the niece of the execrable Mittens Romney, who loathes Donald Trump and is quite, quite pleased to, uh, in his... Uh, to see the whole country go down the drain if it means Donald Trump will go down. That's, that, is, that is pathetic. But she is his niece. She does have Romney in her name. Oh, and, uh, and uh, Kirk said this. He said, well, if she were a plant, what could? how could she have done more damage? Now, now here's the, when I say the numbers, she has spent all of the Republican National Committee money, the Republican National Committee, which in, in recent years was able to raise as much as $200 million in a year. Remember, this is up against the Democrats who will raise billions. Uh, this year, this last year, under her leadership, the Republican National Committee has raised less money than in any year in Charlie Kirk's memory. And that piddling amount that has been raised has been spent on, you, you think I'm kidding? No. Big, big, big money. Millions spent on flowers, alcohol, limousines, clothing, 
and uh, I'll, I'll get I'll get to the, the full list up here. But it, it it's not on. Oh, uh, consultants. Meanwhile, the Democrats are spending their hundreds of millions of dollars, much, much more money. They're not spending it on flowers or alcohol or limousines or lipstick for Rana. And uh, Charlie Kirk says, these leads are wonderful. That's great news. But we're going to have to do better than that. Polling leads... The Democrats, he said, here's the situation. And he said, this is a red alert. This is a five alarm fire. We have nothing on the ground. Well, I'm going to, there's a, an, a, there is something on the ground. But short of other than Turning Point USA, which is Charlie Kirk's organization, there's nothing on the ground for Republicans. Nothing. Nobody is out. There is no team out there in the districts, in the precincts, rounding up the votes, doing the work. Nobody's been hired. Nothing. Nothing. There's no plan even. The Republican National Committee is doing nothing. The Democrat, Democrats are fiendishly working with hundreds of millions of well-spent dollars. So Charlie Kirk is saying, uh, this, is, this ain't good, folks. This is looking like a, 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 the Republican National Committee is driving us off the cliff. So, and, and what's the call to action? The call to action is uh, offload Rana. Rana needs to resign. She needs to quit. And if not quit, she needs to be removed. Now, this is a case where uh, sad to say, but this is, I mean, Donald Trump has, has made some, has been buffaloed into some bad choices, bad personnel choices over the years. And uh, Bill Barr comes to mind. <laughs> uh, Anthony Fauci comes to mind. Uh, Ronna Romney McDaniel. Donald Trump endorsed her. And uh, without that endorsement, she wouldn't have the job. So uh, here's what Charlie Kirk, who, who no one loves Donald Trump less, more, more, sorry, more than Charlie Kirk. But he's, he's calling on uh, our leader to renounce, denounce Rana and just say she has to go. And nobody elected, well, yeah, Republican National Committee people voted for her. But no, we the people did not elect Rana. And uh, the president needs to get get her off, get her out of there. Oh, and, and Charlie Kirk had a great uh, proposal. Uh, he said, why not put uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, put him in as a Republican National Committee head. That would be a good choice. How about Mike Lindell? Uh, Harmie Dillon was the one who challenged, you may remember this, I don't know, what was it, about a year ago, Harmie Dillon challenging Rana and getting, uh, Rana got something like a hundred and something votes in the Republican National Committee and Harmie got something like uh, half of that. All right, so there we go. So uh, good news to start out with and some bad news uh, there. Let's take a Take a look, see over here at the president's posting. All right. This is, I'm going to skip one here. Kind of sails over my head. This goes back to now the president is, uh, you know, does this a lot. The poly, he posts polls and uh, in the poly market poll, the latest, who will win the 2024 U.S. presidential election? Uh, 
Donald Trump, 55%. Uh, Joe Biden, 39%. That's a heck of a lead. 55 to 39. Oh, RFK, RFK Jr. is in there. He polls at 1%. And this is a betting market where people are betting with their money. Uh, they're not offering their opinions. And uh, Trump, people betting with their money are, are, the betting line is Trump 55, Biden 39, RFK Jr. 1. Those, again, those numbers are looking wonderful, but where's the, where's the action on the ground? Now, I mentioned that Turning Point USA uh, is, does have a, a field army on the ground. They're hiring, think of the power of one person, what the difference one person can make. Charlie Kirk, by his lonesome, created Turning Point USA, and he is, by his lonesome, he now has, or his group, his, his army of people, they are out there in the precincts across the country organizing uh, in the absence of a Republican National Committee, which is AWOL. They are organizing across America and hiring hundreds of talented people. By the way, Charlie Kirk mentioned, he says, I've met these people. I've been at their gatherings the Republican National Committee, and uh, these people are losers. They're stone-cold losers. They're not talented. They're not gifted in any way. They're nothing like the people that Turning Point USA has working for them who are very talented people and very, very uh, patriotic people. All right, so uh, more polls. Okay, here's one. Again, Polymarket. That's a betting line. Polymarket has the betting line. And this, so this is thousands of people betting their money. They want to win some money. Uh, they're betting Trump 95% will get the Republican nomination. Uh, and then people dumb enough to bet their money on Nikki Haley, uh, Nimrata Randawa. Uh, are n- number 44%, 4% are dumb as a rock, and uh, 95% have their heads screwed on straight, and they're, they're not going to make any money on that bet, but that's what they're betting. And then what's the betting line on the Democrat nominee? We're interested in this, are we not? Well, people putting their money where their mouth is are saying, Biden, 85%. They're saying... the. No, they're looking at all the data. They're pulling out their checkbook. They're going, where am I going to bet my money? Biden, 85%. These are not Democrats or Republicans. These are just people betting money. Uh, uh, Now, what are the other bets that people are making? Well, in second place, who do you think is in second place? People betting their money. Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, Gavin Newsom. Six percent of the people are willing to risk their money on the chance that Newsom will be the Democrat nominee. In third place, okay, here she comes, Big Mike. (laughs) Big Mike coming around the far turn. Uh, those hooves are pounding. Michelle Obama, 5%. Put their money on that horse. <laughs> and then in fourth place, I don't even know this person's first name. Who is it? Phillips. Somebody with the last name of Phillips comes in at 3%. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> okay, uh, going down here. Uh, here's another one, another uh, interesting result the president puts up. He quotes this from Breitbart, a Breitbart article. Uh, Nikki Haley is losing in Nevada to 
as she comes down the home stretch, who is ahead of Nikki Haley? <laughs> None of the above. None of the above, and that's not the name of a horse. <laughs> it's just none of the above is ahead of Nikki Haley. Oh, she's 20 points behind none of the above. So this is becoming, this is a real laugher. And this might, this might work out all, all right for Donald Trump because Nikki Haley is becoming such a, a farce. Maybe there is some... There's no threat from Nikki Haley uh, other than now both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Oops. Oh, we can't use that word anymore. Ron DeSantis. They have wasted hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is what Charlie Kirk is worried about. The brass tacks, nuts and bolts of organizing votes for November 5th require that requires lots of workers being paid lots of money to get out the vote and the republican party national committee that is with ronna mcromney at the at the in the saddle let's keep the 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 horse we got all kinds of horses here we got a dark horse in there we got, we got all kinds of horses in here uh Keep that, that going. Uh, you've got to have that machine running. And it isn't. So Ch Charlie Kirk is saying, maybe we're being set up. Maybe Rana is a plant. Look at that smirk on her face. Look at that, that kind of a glee in her that she's making at all of us. Okay, uh, next post by the president. Uh, here he goes. He's going to the Daily Caller where they're making the same point in another way. Trump is leading Biden by more than he ever has before. Uh, and this is... How much, you ask? And at Daily Caller, which was the website set up by my man, Tucker Carlson. Former President Donald Trump is currently polling better against Joe Biden than he has at any time in the last two presidential election cycles. As the two men head toward a likely rematch in November, Trump is ahead of Biden by 4.3 points in the real clear politics average, which is the largest lead this cycle against the president. Uh, during uh, when he was running against Hillary Clinton, speaking of horses, uh, he never when he did have a any kind of a margin against her, it was never more in 2016 than 1.1 point. So this is, he's leading Biden by four times that. And Biden has not led in the real clear politics average since early September. Biden, Trump has led Biden in over 100 polls during the 2024 cycle. So they're, the, the Real Clear Politics compilation, they're tracking lots and lots of polls. Trump has led Biden in a, over 100 of them. In 2020, again, I guess this, now this falls in, under the rubric of good news to try to Uplift your spirits tonight. How did he do in 2020? Which he did win. But in 2020, how many polls did the president? These are the same polls, same people, same biases. 
apples to apples. In 2020, how many times was Donald Trump leading Joe Biden? Well, he beat Biden in only a total in the 2020 cycle of only five polls. He's already led him in over 100 in this cycle. How did he do you? How did he do against Hillary? He led her in a total of 29 polls in 2016, the 2016 election cycle. So, my goodness, that that's that is encouraging news. Uh, here's a quote. Who's who's being quoted here? Oh, somebody we don't. Some pundit says the Democrats are scared as hell because President Trump is in the strongest position ever to beat crooked Joe Biden in November. Oh, said Caroline Levitt, national spokeswoman for the Trump campaign. As Biden struggles, she continues to maintain support amongst his own base. President, President Trump's base is growing and more energized than ever before, and he is winning over independent voters by double digits. Uh, and then she says, Americans are disgusted by Biden's corruption. All right, that's good. All right, so then there's some more... Uh, uh, I like those big takeaways from 2016, 2020. Put the thing in perspective. Won 29 polls against Hillary, five only against Biden in 2020, and now he's won over 100 polls. Uh, Oh, and uh, speaking of swing states, we mentioned the six, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina. That's only five. I left one out. But there are six of them. Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania out. Uh, oh, because 06. Uh, here's another one. He's tied. This is actually a, a, a red state. He's tied with Biden in Wisconsin. He cannot afford to lose Wisconsin. And there you go. Joe Biden has the second worst approval average in his third year in office with only Jimmy Carter faring worse. Biden's at uh, our approval. His approval rating is 39%. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Can you believe it? Do you remember this? Jimmy Carter got down to 37%. How did he do that? I know he gave away the Panama Canal. That didn't help. And then Carter went on to win only 41% in the general election against Ronald Reagan. With former Republican John Anderson taking 6.6% to Reagan's 50.7%. Do you remember that election? Wow. And when is the South Carolina, the next... Next round, ding, in this matchup, South Carolina is on February 24th. That's a long ways to wait. My goodness, we got 23 days to go uh, till the South Carolina primary. And this Haley woman is going to hang on. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Through the dust and the smoke of this man-made hell walked a giant of a man that the miners knew well, grabbed a sagging timber and gave out with a groan, and like a giant oak tree just stood there alone, Big John. Big John. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth.
I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Big John, Big John Every morning at the mine you could see him arrive He stood six foot six and weighed 245 Kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John Big John, Big John Big Bad John, Big John Nobody seemed to know where John called home. We just drifted into town and stayed all alone. Stayed all alone. He didn't say much. He kind of quiet and shy. Quiet and shy. That's not exactly our man, is it? Not kind of quiet and not kind of shy. The, uh, uh, looking down here at the, uh, latest uh, for Donald Trump. Now, uh, a thing we do routinely is take a look over at donaldjtrump.com and I think I know what I'm going to find there. I'm not going to find a scheduled event. I uh, didn't earlier today. Let's go take a look. Next scheduled event. Is there one? Ah, oh, shucks. No, there isn't. Uh, of course, that February 24th, that's 23 days away. That's the South Carolina South Carolina event. You know, if, if I were Donald Trump and I knew, I, I wouldn't want to give three weeks' notice on any upcoming event. I don't want to give. We're, we're dealing in a really wicked, really evil world, where uh, you know you do not want to let those people know. Have three weeks to organize something uh, where you're planning to be. Give them a week, and uh, and then throw your security at them. Heavy. Uh, give them one week to organize their what they want to do. So we'll we'll stay tuned, but we know there will be events in South Carolina, 
by Donald Trump, and they will be wonderful. So those will be coming up. And, of course, there's a, the Nevada caucus coming up. And I've lost track. Shame on me. When is the Nevada caucus? And the president is urging Nevadans to attend the caucus. Uh, forget about the primary, which is a kind of a joke. Uh, uh, the caucus is what will decide. That's where Nevadans meet, as Iowans did. Uh, they caucus, and that will determine the apportionment of delegates to the Republican National Convention in July 15th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So the president's saying, uh, show up, show up, you Nevadans uh, at the caucus, and uh, Trump will take the whole thing, sweep the whole thing, take all the delegates. He's got uh, the lion's share from Iowa and New Hampshire already wrapped up and uh, as we mentioned you know at poly market something like 95 percent betting that donald trump will win all 50 republican primaries by the way this is something charlie kirk talked about today and you know you can tell i i listen attentively to charlie kirk the uh he said that the uh One of the things that Ronald McDaniel, Ronald Romney, Ronald McRomney has done is this whole primary BS set up by Ronald McRomney has been a colossal waste of patriot money. There never needed to be any. Why do you need what primary? Donald Trump is our incumbent. He is our president. We are we already selected Donald Trump. We don't need to reconsider and decide, well, maybe, well, maybe Ron DeSantis, maybe Nikki Haley. Oh, how about Charlie? Uh, how about uh, the fat guy from New Jersey? <laughs> uh, Christy, Christy, his name uh, escaped me for a moment. Uh, Christy, Governor Christy. I mean, we really needed to consider this guy, and, and and Ronald McRomney put him up on the stage, gave him a you know an equal podium next to. She intended that there be Donald Trump standing there, and Donald Trump wisely, smart move, said, uh, "You can stick it where the sun don't shine, Rana. I'm not going to attend your stupid debate hosted by." Uh, our enemies and paid for with the Republican National Committee lavish funding for flowers and limousines and liquor. But we had to endure. How many of these debates did we endure? How many were there? I've I, I lost count. There were a lot of them. What was what was being resolved here? But that's what Ronna McRomney has been doing, is setting up a meaningless primary thing. And then the president has, has been in this meaningless primary, had to, be, had to be directing his comments and his efforts at people like Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis, you can hang your head in shame. It, uh, truly, hang your head in shame, Ron. You wasted a lot of money. And you torched your own political career. That's fine. That part's good. Uh, but <laughs> you wasted, uh, the two of them wasted over a quarter of a billion dollars. And this is something people don't recognize. Or that, you know, The big money is not on the Republican side. The, the billionaire class people are giving hundreds of millions of dollars to the Democrats. You know, what goes on here? What is that? What's with these this billionaire class of people that like people like Nikki Haley and like people like Joe Biden? 
by the way, just to mention the importance of the North South Carolina primary. Remember, Joe Biden uh, pulled his ass out of the fire in the South Carolina primary. It was some uh, black politician, I've forgotten his name, who endorsed a uh, dead-in-the-water Joe Biden. Joe Biden, I think, finished fifth in the preceding New Hampshire primary. I can't even remember who, who all was running in 2020 in the Democrat primary. But Joe Biden wasn't even in the running. He, he was fifth place in New Hampshire. I don't know what he did in Iowa. But then coming into South Carolina, he won the South Carolina primary. And it was exclusively because some influential black politician, Democrat, of course, in South Carolina, sang the praises of Joe Biden. Turned out the South Carolina black vote for Joe Biden. And the rest is history. But it's a very important primary. So it will be coming up on February 24th. And Donald Trump will, hopefully that'll be it on Nikki Haley. It'll be such a laugher at that point that the uh, the uh, the track stewards will remove the, Nikki Haley's horse from the race. Nikki Haley, the, the horse, will be escorted off the track by the stewards <laughs> as an embarrassment to the track. You know, she's like, you know, in a in a two. In a two-lap race, she's a, a horror. She's already been lapped. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Let's take a look at over here. It's the president. What the president's doing over here in uh, at Truth Social, and he hasn't been posting up a storm here uh, in, in the last twenty-four hours. So let me uh, scroll on down here. He met with the Teamsters. Uh, here's one. He puts this one up about Nikki Haley. Again, spending a lot of time, you know, having to deal, having to swat away these flies like Nikki Haley, thanks to Ronna McRomney. Nikki Haley, he writes this, Nikki Haley is not on the ballot in Indiana, not even on the ballot in Indiana, because she didn't get enough petition signatures. She missed the deadline. If she's not on in Indiana, she's not a serious candidate. And then here's Congressman Jim Banks, who says, you can't miss Indiana, and, and then say you're running for president, said the future senator of Indiana, Jim Banks. And of course, that's just the president uh was endorsing Jim Banks for senator from Indiana, which is a very Republican state. Very much, very much a bellwether state. A presidential state like Ohio. All right. Uh, what else has the president got to say? Oh... Here's one the president quotes from the Federalist. And he says, he, he brings this, links to this from the Federalist. Biden has the power to end the border crisis without Congress. He just doesn't want to. And, uh, Well, this is a Federalist. Uh, uh, they're making the point. Of course, you know. Oh, we do. A caller. Dr. Kelly, what's on your mind? Oh, Kelso, I'm full of it tonight. <clears throat> so let me cheer you up a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's funny that you're referencing nuts, bolts, and poles talking about uh, Big Mike, 
And don't forget about horse face Stormy Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, just to give you my opinion, I think I my, just between don't tell anybody, Dr. Kelly, I think Michelle Obama is actually a woman. I, I think she actually is. I mean, a really built woman. I mean, those shoulders. I mean, she could tear apart most men. But uh, uh, it probably has torn Barack apart. Barack's kind of a skinny little thing. Uh, but uh, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something. I, I, I don't think you know. Not, not by the way, though. Though, I, you know, one of the things that led to the the uh, the thought that Big Mike is actually a, a man is that I do think Michelle is a beard for Barack. Oh, yeah, literally. It's very easy to tell. There are observable phenotypical characteristics. If you examine the hand and you see the difference between the index and the actually the second and the third and the fourth fingers, it's very distinct from a woman to a man. If well, but now look, here's what I'm saying. I, I may be using my terminology. My, oh, my no. gauge... My gay terminology is not 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 all is not all that good. I don't know much about it, but my understanding is a beard is a woman. Yeah, who yeah, is, like Hillary. It, like yeah, like Hillary. Who is? Oh, wait. Uh, well, I don't wait. think I don't think Hillary is a beard. But okay, I let think, me uh, let me give you a couple of three clues. Uh-huh. I taught anatomy physiology for several years. Well, what? But I, you, wait, you're making a point that who who who's gay that you're talking about here? Oh, I'm I'm not uh, judging them in that way. I'm stating some verified facts. When About look, what? what? What is this physiology? Uh, anatomy. Okay, basic anatomy. If you look at the shoulders. No, no, uh, but what is it demonstrating? Is it, who who's who's who is who's a man? Who's a woman? Who's gay? What's what are you demonstrating? Well, there's a good old Scorpion song that goes, "He's a woman, she's a man." But just, just follow me here. No, but no, but tell me. But wait a minute. What, what, cut the to neck, the chase. The neck, is, the is, head, is and Michelle the is Michelle a woman? No, she's not. No. Okay. Give me the. Right. Show me the twenty three and Me. Give me the DNA test. Okay. Well, because okay. Uh, it's just a fact. No. The, the broadness of but, the shoulders, the thickness of the neck. And the size of oh, the oh, no, head. she looks like oh um, she looks like a a, a, a Chicago Bears uh, linebacker. Uh, yeah, you know, there's, I know there's lots no, of those. Yeah, you know, I trained no. I trained the New England Patriots helper doctors, and I trained the Kansas City Chiefs chiropractic applied kinesiologist. Well, all right, so uh, that no, that that is very interesting. But, Body can't uh, lie. but but I think that something something else I think has been de- I, I think has been more clearly proved is that Barack is gay. Barack is gay. And the guy who came forward who said he had, uh, you know, uh, assignations with Barack, uh, a, a gay man. I've forgotten his name now, but he was very credible saying that, you know, he, he spent time with Barack in bathhouses in Chicago. And uh, the, so Barack needs a beard. He needs a wife who will, you know, make the charade, the sham that, that they have a, a, you know, a hetero marriage. So I think that's I think that's the case. So that well, that's that's lots an, of people that went to Punahou on the on Oahu. I know lots of uh, young men who were students at Punahou. That were yeah, professional well, football players, well, uh, I guess college ball at HU, Hawaii University. I was buddies with the quarterback, and I'm, I'm not going to drop names because I'll let them keep Well, going. I don't want to spend too much time on the, uh, you know, uh, yeah. it, it, I, I hope, I, I hope that we don't. I mean, it, this is, you know, we live in a time, we live in a, a, a a, a crazy world now where, you know, the incredibly crazy things are happening. And I'll tell you somebody who uh, I'm going to play a little segment here from John Boyd. He put this up on the president's uh, truth social uh, or the president put it up, uh, but it's a message from John Boyd. And here, here's a truly great man, John Boyd, 
older, you know, like me. And he is, he is, you can hear it in his voice. He's really bothered by how depraved the world has become. It's very sad for him. Listen to John Voigt. How long is this? It's only a minute and 37 seconds. Here he is. This is a message he gave to all of us and the president put up. Here he comes. Get my buttons here to work. What happened? What happened, Dr. Kelly? Uh, you need to come surfing, Kelso. We're going to get five. <laughs> out here well, on wait, hang on. You know, if I hit refresh, this is what I found. At Truth Social, the, the functionality is very, very good at Truth Social. Uh, but I have had a few kind of a kind of a learning curve on how to operate best, how to best operate Truth Social. We're going to we're going to get down to him. He's going to we're going to hear him this time. This is John Voight. Of course, you all know and love John Voight. What a great actor. What a great but what a great patriot. What a great American. Here he is. There is too much hate. You must never allow it to take over truths. He, Trump, has been targeted for his information that can knock down the corrupt swamp. Trump is the only man that can destroy the negative propaganda that has been sworn into this office. Can he be saved with the American people who believe in God's glory? Can we save our nation from the dark cloud that has been put upon our life streams? Yes, because Joshua promised the land of hospitality and his sword of righteousness fought the battles left and right, the battles of right and wrong. And Jesus said that man can rise above darkness, that he can be saved with this understanding, this truth. Believe. And he shall finalize the Holy Ghost, the light of God's happiness for all to rise. And this truth can open the ways for the gifts to be. Believe that the man that can help this nation, the one man that was ridiculed, destroyed as Jesus, Trump, and come back and save the American dream for all and make America great with the dignity, with the power of who she is, the land of freedom, God's land, God's glory, the USA. Much love to you. If you, if you couldn't hear the end there, he said, much love to you, was his uh, uh, final word there. And let's just look him up for just a second, because this is an older American, a real patriot. And, you know, he's he's looking, he's in the, at the end of his life. And I think he is very distressed at what he sees happening to his nation. Imagine, he must have children, let's find out, and grandchildren. He's, how old is he? He's 85 years old. Jonathan Vincent Voigt. Born in Yonkers, New York, went to Catholic University of America, where he got a bachelor's degree, and uh, he's been married twice, and he has two children, James and Angelina, and, uh, well, he's, uh, you can hear it, 85 years old. That is old. How many people get to live much beyond that? The, uh, uh, by the way, speaking of people, older people and their courage and a kind of a lost generations, I was watching a documentary on the volunteer men who flew in Billy Mitchell's Tokyo raid uh, in 1942 in those B-25 bombers. And just think about this, folks. They were asked to, nobody had to go fly on that raid. They flew B-25. My dad trained in these things in World War II. They flew B-25 bombers off the deck of the Hornet aircraft carrier in a sailing into a gale with giant seas only a few hundred miles from Japan which meant the Hornet at that moment was absolutely defenseless. 
there were cruisers or destroyers around it. But the whole deck had on it 16 B-25 medium bombers. And these guys had the guts to try to do what no one had ever even imagined doing, which was thought of by one guy. One guy had this idea, and he wasn't even a, a flyer. Uh, I got a picture of one of those right here, North American yeah. Aviation. Yeah, but now, here's the thing, dealing with old guys. I thought, you know those, uh, when the idea was proposed in uh, Jimmy Doolittle's uh, unit of B-25 pilots and crew members, Every single man volunteered. They said, any of you who want, don't want to do this, you know, fly a B-25 off in a gale off of an uh, aircraft carrier, bomb Japan, and then continue flying on because you can't get back to the carrier because we know you can't land. You cannot land a B-25 on an aircraft carrier. So you're going to have to fly on towards China and bail out or ditch, or maybe make a landing somewhere in China, which is occupied by the Japanese, who will kill you when they catch you. And all of these guys, this is the generation of my dad. I'm, too, I'm so sorry, he's gone. And I can't ask him about the kind of courage these guys had, these Americans. What kind of courage did that generation, because they all volunteered to take off... <laughs> Aircraft carrier, and we were losing that. We were we were winning nothing in that war at that point. This this was like a suicide. Well, like the Japanese term "holy wind," it was a kamikaze mission. And so John Boyd is that kind of a guy. He's a little bit. Well, when was he born? He was born in 1938. So he was in 1942. He was just a four-year-old little pipsqueak, but he was alive then when those guys volunteered for that and he's he comes with the same fiber the same kind of courage and uh you know I, i'm hoping we've got that today oh let me give you this uh, dr kelly uh, uh on a on a, a bummer note one of my favorite uh thinkers and a giant in my mind in philosophy is paul craig roberts and his last, he's an old guy. And his last column, Paul Craig Roberts, who was, I think, an, uh, an assistant secretary of the Treasury or something under Reagan. Uh, Paul Craig Roberts said, uh, it's over for Western civilization. It's a title, something like that. R.I.P. Western civilization. We'll talk about more, more about that uh, tomorrow night. I'm leaving you on a down note <laughs> and thank you everybody for tuning in and listening thank you dr kelly we'll see you all here in the 19th hall the trump clubhouse tomorrow night Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilaji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilaji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network.
Because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.